It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. That was the big thing for me is that when they started forcing turnovers, that's when I started the anxiety started to go down a little bit. I'm like, okay, as long as this is either positive or neutral in terms of turnover margin, they're fine. And uh, to your point, Al, I think that I think it's fair to be worried about them and 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 say that it's 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 all on film. We've seen this, right? This isn't just the stuff that you're making up. It's stuff that we've actually seen happen. But I think that can be said about like a lot of teams, right? No team is perfect right now. Although I will say that. Man, how awesome is it that, in my opinion, you have the four best teams in the NFL still 100%. playing right now, which is which you don't get that happen very often. But this is a quality last four grouping, and and I think that's great for the league and that's great for the game. But um, for example, Philadelphia, if we're, if we're looking at their defense, um, and again, I'm not trying to give away our our preview show later on this week, but um, for uh, their run D, the for uh, they are ranked number 21 in DVOA. Yep. yep. They uh, have. They're ranked number 22 in adjusted line yards. They're dead last in power run D success rank. And they are number 26 in stop percentage. So you know what the game plan is going to be next week, right? Or this this coming week. You know what's going to happen, right? You know what Kyle's going to attack. And you know how Philly's going to counter that. It's going to be a lot of the same stacking the box, amen fronts, and, and asking Brock Purdy to beat them. But now that being said, opposing offenses will try to put that same pressure on the Niners defense too. And I expect more deep shots from Jalen Hurts. He has two elite receivers. I expect them to try to go deep more. Now it's just a matter of the Niners to being able to get them get to the quarterback. And while they didn't get to Dak Prescott, they hurried him enough. Like the first interception, Armstead was was right there, right on the first interception. And and he was pressuring Dak and basically he had to get the ball out and and Lenore came up with the pick. And that to me is just as good as a sack because you forced the quarterback into doing something that they don't want to do. And although you didn't lose the yardage, you either you either got the ball back or you lost it down. So sack numbers and things like that, those will come, right? And I think that's a reflection of, uh, number one, the game plan that the opposing offense has employed against you. And number two, the type of quarterback that you're playing. Um, I agree that going back to the whole Pollard injury, first of all, it looks like he broke his, his uh, I think, tibia. His fibula. Fibula. Yeah, fibula. So, which is, which is terrible. I hope, hope that he recovers fast. And that's, you know, he's a free agent too, which, which sucks in a free agent season, yeah. but I feel like that was also the turning point in the game. And, and once, once we saw Zeke Elliott get the ball, like I've never seen a more, a more broken down old looking 27 year old running back. He's only 27 yeah. years old. And that guy is done. He's finished. That dude, that dude counts 16 million against their cap next year. And that's crazy. He's, he's finished. And that's what changed the game. So again, like, you know, anything like that can happen to to change the flow of a game. And I think that if the Niners played it the right way, they kept it close in the first half and they pulled away in the second half. And that's that's what you want to do. You want to empty your bullets in the second half and pull away. And the defense, while they did have – they weren't perfect, uh, Armstead had a sack in the end zone at the end of the game, which would have essentially ended the game with the safety. But later on he came out and said that I didn't want to take the personal foul penalty. Kind of patted him so on the he, shoulder and ran on by. Literally, he just, <laughs> and, and he had him dead to rights. And when he had him, I was literally yeah. screaming at my TV. I'm like, what are you doing? Go low, and, and yeah. Go yeah. low, just, just take him down. And, and he didn't do it. But I think that, you know, they were able to avoid those small little things. Um, Their, their, their tight end, Dallas's tight end. I do want to take some time and laugh at Dallas for a little bit, too. Uh, their tight end forgets <laughs> put both Man. Yeah, down. They had all the chances in the world, Dallas. They got they <laughs> themselves in the foot, 100%. I, they did. I want to shout out Diamador Lenore 
not Diamador Nalar, sorry, Charvarius Ward to point that out, Zane, because I know you're going to point that out, right? Schultz yes. had two two errors at the end of the game there, right? The first mm-hmm. one was obvious. I yelled at my TV prior to anybody else. I said, I don't, I was like, did he get both feet down? I don't think he did. And yeah. then they finally reviewed it and I was like, yes. But but that, that hit that Ward had on Schultz after he caught, caught that out where he hit him and he went backwards out of bounds mm-hmm. and then uh ward immediately pointed at the ref saying yep. look he went backwards ward knew the rule right the mm-hmm. rule is you don't the stop doesn't the clock doesn't stop unless you're going forward out of bounds Correct. and so he comes up ward breaks immediately when he sees that and puts the biggest hit he can on schultz sends him backwards schultz goes out of bounds and ward immediately heads up says hey keep that clock running so again well coached right mm-hmm. that's where you're that's where we're talking that's the difference in the game. The 49ers were better coached than the Cowboys on Sunday, and it was obvious. Guys, there's two people that we have to talk about, or it would just be irresponsible, I feel like. The first is Robbie Gould. Robbie Gould. Yes. Clutch. We just talked about all the issues with the Cowboys kicker. He is just as clutch as can be. Good as gold, I'm not baby. Gonna give, I'm not going to give a stat I want to give because I don't want to jinx anything, but let's just say he was as clutch as you could be. And the Niners' kick coverage, which was Absolutely garbage. God yeah. awful. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Which again, another thing, if you know, uh, but there is a play that could have maybe been a touchdown. Maybe there was somebody else there too. Mm-hmm. But Robbie Gould just I don't care what the tackle looks like, he just kind of threw his body in front of him and, and got him down. Got in front of him, yeah. Yep. If that 40 year old Robbie Gold. 40 year old Robbie Gold. Another thing in a close game like this, if that doesn't happen, even if he gets another 20 yards, you never you never know. He was so clutch. Mm-hmm. And if when again, when you have moments, when you're a team like the 49ers who've been in 18 NFC championships now, which is insane in itself, we're not, we are worried about the regular season, but talk to me about what happens in the postseason. That's what we're concerned about. And when dudes step up like that, yeah, that's that's stuff that you're talking about. And that's where you earn like whatever the Yankees have caught you in your pin, you earn your pinstripe. So, kickers matter. Um, Kicker, kickers in this, matter. In this case, in this case 100%. 100%. <laughs> and the other guy I want to bring up, I'll let you guys react to it because. Again, we talked about Fred Warner playing like an all-pro. George Kittle in this game. Yes. Yep. Five targets, five catches, 95 yards, by far his most prolific postseason game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he drew big penalties, two of them, I believe, um, down inside the red zone. Mm-hmm. He played again like just an absolute all-pro. The long pass that he juggled and got, he wasn't even in the progression. He just saw right. Purdy running he, and he ran he it. He took it vertical. Yep. yep. Yeah. And um, it's, again, those, those two guys to me just – in this game, I thought it was about again. You're, we're talking about the 49ers here, right? This isn't the Jaguars. Hey, we're thrilled to be in the playoffs. It's the 49ers. We want to win championships, and we got to give some flowers. Fred Warner, George Kittle, Robbie Gold, like guys like that, just came up so so big, and you just kind of etch your name in 49ers history when you when you have postseason games like that. Yeah, Zane, correct correct me if I'm wrong, but I know your impact player on the defensive side was Fred Warner, right? Wasn't that who you took? Mine was mine was Greg Greenlaw. Oh, okay. I thought it was Fred Warner. It was Greg Greenlaw. Okay. And did, did Dre take a penalty? Kittle? No, that was that was kind of impactful. He did. The message. He did. Take a penalty out did of you take Kittle? <laughs> I took I took McCaffrey. Okay. Yeah. I don't think any of us took Kittle. Um, yeah, huge game. You know, when I, that question was what game are we gonna say this is? And this is a hundred percent. You can call this the George Kittle game if you want. I yeah. you could argue you can call it the Fred Warner game if you want. Both players were the best on either side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, in it, 
for either team, in my opinion. Um, you know, CD Lamb had over 100 yards receiving, but I, I, none of them were incredibly impactful. Um, it, and wasn't then allowed, late, it wasn't allowed 10 catch 100 plus yard yeah, game. Right, right, quiet, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and that Dallas defense played really well, but nobody really stepped out, right? Micah Parsons looked awesome on screen, mm-hmm. but didn't make a huge impact on the stat sheet. Uh, but still, you know, played an incredible game. I would, I would argue, he probably outplayed Nick Bosa, unfortunately, because uh, Bosa didn't have much of an impact either. But uh, yeah, George Kittle, uh, man, again, glad. I, I wore, I did not change it up. I wore my McCaffrey jersey, which came on Friday, because I did not wear it for the game, because I, I, I stayed with tradition. I, I went with my Kittle jersey, yes. and uh, it, it paid off. So, yes. uh, love George Kittle. Love that he's on my team. Dude is one of the best uh, personalities in the NFL. And uh, yeah, that was, you know, when you need someone to step up, he 100% did. Yeah, yeah. blue chip and dudes, man. Really yeah, talk about special teams though really quick. To, back to that. Okay, so Ray Ray, we got that out of the way, right? No more, right? We just got you. We got your fun. He had problems with that in Pittsburgh. Does this get it out of the way, right? We don't, it, it, no harm, no foul. We still won the game. Get the fumble out of the way because you're not going to do it again, right? Right, right, right. If you're listening to this podcast, which I know you are because you listen to Know How to Podcast on the Odyssey Network, we'll just get that out of the way and then you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the playoffs. Hey, but shout out to Ray Ray for following up that fumble with a 53-yard kickoff return, which put them in a tremendous position. So, again, shout out to these 49ers who are mentally resilient, right? Nobody nobody gets down. If a mistake is made, they come back and they and they – account for it and he a hundred percent did right you know the next time he got to touch the ball took it 53 yards which i think was the longest return of the season so far for the 49ers so shout out to ray ray for having a short memory and uh being an impact player for this team what the hell was that last play by dallas what was that (laughs) they had to so they had to keep a tradition they had to get (laughs) laughed at to end the game just like last year like I, can't, I just can't believe a coach would put that into their playbook. Like you would waste practice time on that play. Like, all right, Zeke, we're gonna have you line up at center. As soon as he lined up at center, I'm just like, just obliterate him. Just, just run over him. <laughs> Who cares? Just run over him. He's not gonna block anybody. And that's exactly what happened. I'm like, what were they trying to accomplish there? It was just the funniest thing. And to hear it's uh, so I've been on, I've been on the national whatever media thing all day today, right? Just seeing what they what people are saying. Obviously nobody's giving credit to the Niners, but like everybody's bagging on the Cowboys. Obviously. So it's a great day. <laughs> it's a really good day today. I talk I so I rarely like I'm not really a shit talker. I talk so much shit at the TV after that that yes. whatever the hell that last play was. Yes. I just like my wife's like, will you shut up? Like I was just like, <laughs> I loved it because it was it was just ridiculous. And two years in a row, the Cowboys just have like plays that they're going to show over and over again, losing to the 49ers with Dak running the clock out last year and whatever the hell they were trying to do and this week. Zeke getting trucked and just throwing it to whoever he threw it to when they got trucked. And it was just it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. Lovely. I love if you ask me how I want the, the Niners to the last play of the Niners Cowboys playoff game, I and you told me those were the two plays in the past two years. I would have it just would have been too good. <laughs> Hey, uh, shout out to uh, shout out to my cousin Mike who uh, texted me a couple hours before the game to talk shit and then uh, bet me a hundred dollars, which I took from him. So, buy yourself some nice. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I love Man. it. But before we get out of here, I got I got to say one thing just to just to tease the uh, the previous show later on this week against the Eagles. The Niners have been to six championship games in the last twelve years. Six mm-hmm. in the last twelve years. We are back, okay? And furthermore, 
at some point they're going to convert one of these, right? They have they have not converted the first five. At one point, at some point, hey, even a blo broken clock is right twice a day, right? They're going to convert one of these just by dumb luck, right? Uh, although law of averages is not an actual law and doesn't exist, you got to think that something's going to happen that they will actually end up turning one of these into a Super Bowl victory. So that's all I'm going to say. In hey, the last rock. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, in the last 40 something years, okay, the Niners have been in, well, they were in two NFC championships in the 70s, but then in the 80s, five, 90s, five, 2000s, well, we, wanna, we won't talk about that. Uh, the 10s, <laughs> four, in the 20s, two. So they've essentially, for the last like 44, 45 years, 40 years, whatever it's been, they've been in like half of the NFC championships games if you don't count the 2000s, which I'm not going to. So if we just count the 80s, 90s, 10s, and 20s, they're basically in half the NFC championship games. That's insane. It's yeah, insane. I love it. I love it. I love hey, this game so much, man. And going, I, I want to say, going into Philadelphia, Brock Purdy has twice as many playoff victories as the guy that quarterbacks the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts. So no big deal. <laughs> and then also, also, just if any Eagles fans are listening to this right now, uh, I know that you guys think that your performance on Saturday uh, made you some kind of unstoppable offense. I'd like to remind you that the Giants were the 29th ranked defense by DVOA. So hanging 38 on them, not as impressive as you think it is. Just yeah. saying. All right. All right we're well, out of here, right? We're gone. We're done. <laughs> Brian and hey, Dave. That's it. That's I'm it. I'm out. <laughs> Later.